Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Noche Opreno. Hello, Andy. Good afternoon, Joey. Good afternoon. Still morning here? Still morning for two minutes here. Good morning. Soon to be afternoon. Good midday to you, sir. I just sent something to your brother. To Mikey? Yeah. What'd you send him? Well, I guess your nephew is a big Jamar Chase, diehard Jamar Chase fan. My nephew is a psychotic football fan at this point. Like my brother, I mean, you talk about brainwashing your kids being like, I don't know if this kid likes football or not. Like, I don't know, if, but boy, my brother, my brother likes football. My brother's got this kid into football. This kid is psycho about football. I love it. I love it. And how old's your nephew? He's 10, I believe. Okay, so he's in what fourth or fifth grade? Yeah, he's got a fantasy team. You know, he's he collects football cards. He, Mikey, Mikey's got them all drippy for his football thing. You know, he's got he's got different gloves and cleats. Like my my, my nephew's got more cleat glove combos than Odell Beckham Jr. He Last goes time by, I went, to, he goes, yeah, by, he goes Deuce, by Deuce right? because yes. he's uh, Mikey Jr. So I guess he's a Chase fan, and I, I think you were on some of those texts. Your brother heard me talking about the Jamar Chase personalized chips that they sell at Kroger. So I sent I sent Deuce a barbecue and an original bag. Hell yeah. And he said, he's, he's like, he's going to go nuts when these arrive. That's great. I don't know how they're going to taste. And I'll be honest, shipping from here to New York might just be crumbs at that point. I've got news for you, Andy. I don't think they're getting opened. Mikey, ah, okay. Mikey's got, I think Mikey still has unopened Spice Girls dolls from when he was a kid. Mikey is a, <laughs> oh, I didn't Mikey, know he's a collector. Yeah, he's a collector. In fact, and he was a psycho Spice Girls fan. Wait a second. Mikey. Yeah. Is he, does he collect James Winston cards? Yeah, he's Jamar Chase one of one. <laughs> he's Chase one of one. He's Ginger Spice one of one. So he collected. <laughs> He collected Spice Girls stuff. I believe he even had two. I believe he got the full set of Spice Girls dolls. And I believe he got two full sets. One he could play with and one he could keep in the packages. Just throwing him right in front of the bus right now. Oh, he does not care. He is an unabashed Spice Girls fan. Because we're the same age. Him and I, I'm trying to think. The Spice Girls blew up like when I was an eighth grader, freshman in high school. Exactly. So he's like 14, 15, and he had Spice Girl dolls. Yeah. And T-shirts. And he watched Spice World on repeat and well, posters. He went to the concert. I believe he drove to Phil. I believe he drove himself because he was old enough at that time for like their <laughs> second tour. I believe he drove himself to Philadelphia to go see them. And uh, uh, as the kids concert. would say, sus. Yeah. Now, was he just attracted to him? Did he want to bang him? Like, what was his I think deal? That was, I think that's definitely part of it. My sister was really into uh, the the boy bands. Yeah, I remember that. And I think Mikey was just like, "Oh, we're doing this. How about the how about these British sluts?" <laughs> I 
I mean, I was look, I was into who, who's Beckham's wife, Victoria Beckham's posh. Yeah, posh. Like, like I definitely was into her. I remember having conversations myself with friends, right? You, you'd say, okay, from the top to bottom about who you want to bang. Sure. I remember those conversations. I did not get in a car on my own to drive to see them. Mikey did. So yeah. you might, you, you know, what you should have sent him is probably two bags of each and he would have eaten one and saved one. But, you know, I have a feeling since it's one barbecue and one regular, I think they're both getting saved. I think Wait, they're both going on the collector's so, wall. So, so, so to me, this was all about your nephew, all about his son. You're making it sound like, well, I think he's just using him as well, a Well, that's what I'm item. saying. Mikey, Mikey, Deuce as a Mikey Jr. is very Mikey like he's already collecting things. He's got a he's got a collection of like he goes with the Mikey gets him um like a legit helmet from a different school or team every year. He's got like a he's got like multiple full legit football helmets from like I don't know six or eight college football teams at this point. Oh wow, so he's really in. Yeah. And the kid loves it. I mean, listen. When I was there a couple of years ago, uh, he was only like seven or something like that. Yeah, I think he was seven. I think it was three years ago. And he was like, hey, Uncle Joey, do you know who won that Wisconsin, Florida game? And I'm like, I like looked it up on my phone, you know, two, you know, I think it was like a, at, at the time, Wisconsin was like 11 and Florida was like 24 or something like that. I was like, Florida won. He's like, oh, major upset. And I was like, bro, you're seven. How do you have a handle on the entire top 25 in college football? You know who was like that as a kid? Me. You? Oh, dude, I was such a stat door. At seven? Yes. Dude, I, I remember my dad, like my, my dad's way of showing off for me would be in front of his friends and he'd say, hey, Andy, what's Barry Larkin's batting average? Go through his stats. Like, and I could just, you know, obviously I didn't have a phone or anything. Like I could just right. reel off. Oh, he's batting. Andy, how many home runs did Eric Davis hit last year? How many stolen bases? That's how I was. I was such, I eat, slept, and drank sports at a young age, which, like, I don't like. I didn't have that push though. My dad wasn't like that. Yeah, it's, it sounds like he's just following his old man. Yeah, but my football dad wasn't like that either. And it's funny because I was super into sports, just totally on my own. And then I got Mikey into sports, and now it's just Mikey got his kid into sports. Is football number one? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he really likes playing lacrosse, but I think, you know, it's not like he's watching the the PSL or whatever it is. Yeah. And then I made the mistake. I told my girlfriend, I I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to pop in the post office, send these. I told her about your brother and send them to your nephew. And then I showed her the video of Christmas last year, what Mikey did, which was a mistake because she's like diehard Christmas. She's like, you're doing that. And I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, you're climbing on the roof. I said, I don't, this isn't Christmas vacation. You're setting up pyrotechnics and you're linking it to the a, a local radio station. And then I said, when I wasn't doing it, she's like, well, we're paying to fly Prano's brother in to do it to our house. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, Mikey, Mikey will show up for sure. And he'd be like, he'll be like, give me your card. I'm going to Sam's club to get you some Christmas lights. You've lost your mind. Like, dude, I, I don't know. Is it just, well, you're obviously not around, but Halloween is now Christmas. Yeah. So like in my neighborhood, the amount of lights and inflatable, you know, whatever pumpkins or scary things, the whole neighborhood now is basically Christmas. Well, you know, I 
yesterday or Tuesday, I should say. And you know, I'm not big on Halloween, not on Halloween, but I went to a Halloween slash Christmas party. What? Uh, for the McDuff's pub. It was like they did, you know, I did the, we did the comedy show. By the way, thanks to everybody who came out. It's a great charity event. All the comedians, Gubbin, Sistaro, Lazarus killed. Also, apologies for being completely dead the next day. I mean, that hangover was something else. I, I, I had to manage all these comedians, couldn't eat, but boy, I was dying the next day. So it feels good to be back. It feels good to be a couple days healthy. But Tuesday, the next day after that, um, the pub closed for the week for cleaning after the big event and whatever. And they're on like shoulder season now. So they're going to get ready to get into winter ski season, whatever. So they closed. And because this is the only time they can close, you know, until again, the after after ski season, they did a Halloween slash Christmas Christmas slash cleaning week party. It was you would have loved this, Andy. We got on a party bus and we went to Virginia City, Nevada, which I don't know if you know about Virginia City, Nevada. It, it was at one point one of the richest towns, cities in the whole world because of the gold and silver mines there. Um, there was one point in the late 1800s where there was 25,000 residents of Virginia City, Nevada and 8,000 residents of Los Angeles, California. That's a cool stat there. And now there's 900 residents of the town and 12 million in Los Angeles. And there was at one point, I think he said 200 bars in town or something like that. But anyway, we went on a ghost tour. We went on a mining tour. I dressed up as Omni Man from for Dirtballs who have seen Invincible on Amazon. Uh, so, and you know me, not big on costumes outside of Halloween, but it was a special occasion. So, uh, Halloween's already happening certain places, certainly in Virginia City, where we went on a ghost tour. Oh, and you would also love this, Andy, the guy who the guy who gave our ghost tour, boring as shit. Then we go on this mining tour. We show up to this bar. And you go through the bar into an old mine. And there's a guy outside the bar who was not part of our group. And I was like, look at this guy. He's dressed as fucking heroin addict Bob Dylan. And he just like was wearing like fucking a leather jacket, had like fucking puffy, curly punk rock hair. And then we walk in and we're like, all right, where's the guy who's going to lead our mind tour? And in comes fucking punk rock Bob Dylan. He's like, yeah, it's going to be your mind tour, guys. He's like, I'm, uh, I'm not from here originally. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, but I'd rather die in this mine than go back to Cincinnati. So here I am. He did not say that. I swear to God. He did he not like, say that. He moved to a town of 900 people to give mining tours. He literally was like, from, not a native, but from Ohio. Rather die than go back there. Just throwing. Yeah. Throwing like, our state under the Andy bus. Ruther. So you're going, you went in an actual mine. Yeah, it was wild. That's got to be cool. It was cool. Um, really, I had to duck pretty much the whole time. Uh, we you, were. What are you on when you're going through the mine? What do you want? You're just walking. You're walking. Yeah. Why did I picture something like Indiana Jones? And the yeah, like in, in, in the little like cart. Yeah, you're like on a roller coaster cart. Yeah. It was like there's apparently like, I mean, so the whole city is like has tunnels underneath it. Like, I think they said two thousand two hundred miles of tunnels something like that um crisscrossing the whole fucking town but uh we were in a mine that was like i I think only what do you say 50 feet underground something like that did you have Um, any worry of like i'm gonna die this is gonna collapse 
No, it seemed pretty seemed pretty uh solid. There was like wood holding up the mine. Um but it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I didn't think the mine tour I thought the ghost tour was going to be more interesting than the mine tour. Um but the tour leader was so boring. And I'm not really big on the fucking ghost thing. I wasn't like scared or whatever. It was cool to be in a room where uh where they um had like 70 something bodies piled up at one point, some old like crypt room. Um, but uh the the Cincinnati guy was just like the best tour guide ever, the mind tour. So it was great. So 70 bodies were in a room at one point. Yeah. What they called the crypt. I guess there was like people dying in mines all the time and then like gaseous fucking po- poison gas coming up from mines. Babies were dying. Yeah. Dude, that's a wild th- like to think that that still exists. Like that's a wild, insane profession. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're not still doing it. But but it's the, but it still exists places. That's what I'm saying. Like the people yeah. who go to work in mines every single day. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of here. They were saying that they got paid 80 cents a day to work in the mines, but not in Virginia City. In Virginia City, they got paid $4 a day. So it was like like everybody wanted to go there. That's, and, that's there was, been- and, and there wasn't clean water, so they were drinking two pints of whiskey a day. They were just drunk mining. That sounds... Like it could just go off. Like, 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 yeah, I couldn't think of any, I couldn't think of anything you should not be doing drunk, like yeah. anything more. And they were like doing it by candlelight and then the candles would go out. Like they, if rats started scurrying all in the same direction, they had to like crawl out, get away from rat, you know, get away. Like basically they were like, follow the rats. If the rats start running. We start running. Doesn't it in really, the dark? Doesn't it put in perspective how easy we have it? Yeah. Like my internet goes out. They're like, and, and what's your, they're like, and what do you do for a living? <laughs> I shit on Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the perspective. Oh, I worked for, I worked for $4 a day in a mine. And at any moment, the thing could collapse or I could just poison myself with fucking toxic gas. Oh, um, Miller Lite pays me to shit on Russell Wilson. <laughs> Although, to be fair, what would you rather eat? Dead rats from a mine or yeah. those subway sandwich that Russell Wilson chilling out. Sandwich. Yeah. You know, I told you before the show, at this point, I'm just like, yo, man, like you're you're people who've defended you forever, me, and even as of like I mean, last basically week, you, yeah, you. Like at this point, you he's Mr. Unlimited has forsaken you. Well, I, I just I, I don't understand all jokes aside. Again, it's funny. It's great comedic fodder. But all of that aside. Is 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 he and his, his entire team, are they all on crack? Like because the the lack of. Like wherewithal of the situation of understanding the temperature of the room, dude, people hate you. Like not only are you playing awful. You had a great first quarter there day, and then the rest of the game you were awful. Not only are you playing awful. awful, like who in your camp? Because it's clear you need someone in your camp to tell you what to do. Because you're a robot. Who in your camp is thinking this is a good idea to put out these subway well, I, I, Just I, so go away, man. First, first of all, 
he needs somebody in his camp that can tell him to throw to the wide open receivers because he, he I, what is going on with him now? Does he did he get blind in one eye over this? Did he like get some some danger rust sandwich sauce in one eye? Why can't he see wide open receivers? He like we have three, four games in a row where he's missed guys just wide open, just doesn't straight up doesn't see them. Um, and then the other question is, is there a chance that there's a combo of things happening here where Russell doesn't know, like, like cringe, cool from cringe, but then also somebody in his camp is like making him like knowing that he doesn't know the difference is kind of forcing him to lean into this cringe. Like there's no way somebody thinks these things. There's no way you can be, you can have a team of people. And no one on the team is like, oh, have you heard? The internet fucking thinks you're the world's biggest dork. You should do another dorky commercial. Like, maybe don't do that, right? I almost think that somebody on his team is like, this is our brand now. I can see that. But, but Russell's not cool enough to know. Russell doesn't a, know that yeah. they're, they've turned him into the cringe king. But, like, from a football perspective, again, you, you have to understand the temperature of the room. Dude, if you if you're stinking up the joint, if you're on a team that has a defense that is just every game they're holding people under 20 points and you can't win, like Denver should have won that game the other day. Like the Chargers, and, and for the record, Brandon Staley sucks. I'm just gonna say he sucks. I'm I'm going that far. You're you're gonna waste Justin Herbert's rookie deal. You're all a I could, fucking buffoon. You know, all I can think of right now. Or all I could think of when I was watching that game was imagine if Herbert had Dable. Seriously. That's all I could think. I was like, Daniel Jones is five and one right now. I understand the kicker was hurt. He still was making his field goals in that range. You know what I'm saying? Like you take the three points. This doesn't even go into overtime. He sucks. He's an idiot. Now let me, let's go back to Russell for one second. I'm I'm, going to have to put you on the spot here. The Broncos make the playoffs? No, not right now. Fuck that. I mean, not right now. That, that what kind of stance is that? Do the Broncos make the playoffs, Andy? Uh, right now, I'm saying no. I love you right now. What are you leaving? Fucking room. Uh, that's the answer I want right now. Right now. They, they, well, they can't score again. Their defense is fine. Yeah, they can't so score. Do, they can't. Do run the Broncos the ball. make the playoffs? Right well, now, I'll say no. leaving the door open to change your mind well i just you never know what could happen with like injuries or whatever but i'll say pretty solidly no that play that troy aikman was talking about where he had the i believe it was the tight end wide open on the quick check down for the first down and he's just like what is he what is he like you said is he blind what is he looking for mr 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 limited vision (laughs) Also, Mr. Unlimited has been limited in practice this week. So I'll play the subway. The subway thing just came out today. I think it's more of a visual. But I still think the audio still does it some pretty good justice. This was his. He's he has a. What's the sandwich called? The danger. Russ sandwich. It's 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 dangerous. Here are all the dangerous ways. Danger witch. Danger witch. I call this one 
It's so I cringe. This one, the blindfold. The blindfold. That's you on the field right now, bro. Take off the blindfold and open your damn eyes. Big bite. <laughs> People's people are getting blown out of cars right now. Upside down. Okay, that's enough. Now everybody hates Russell Wilson because he just blew out speakers. Um. <laughs> Fork and knife. Bomb, bomb. This one's called chewing my teeth. Bomb. Eating so, with my hands. Bomb, bomb. There, there is something that's good that's come from this danger witch. This one's called the check down, where I reach for the sandwich, but I don't grab it because I can't see it. Bomb. So on today's, uh, so so this came out today, and there's some back and forth going on from some dirt balls for our 2022 season bet. So Chris Vassianto tweeted out, he's like, I can't wait for Ruther and Prano to talk about this, blah, blah, blah. And then CT hopped in loser of the NFL bet this year should have to go eat the danger Russ sandwich every day for a week straight. And Chris followed it up with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Uh, eating that shit sandwich every day, even with us who hate Subway, doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Every day, one sandwich doesn't seem a lot to me. So I was leaning toward the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But 21 straight meals is just like, that's so aggressive. I 21 gonna, straight meals of that same sandwich? Right. I'm going to put this out there. Ugh. I'm going to put this out there. What if we have to eat it for as many days in a row as the point differential is? Because we're usually pretty close. Like, let's say you beat me by four. You just got to go breakfast, lunch, and dinner four days in a row. But then also, I think we got to cap that at like a number. And then it's like then it becomes this many meals in a row or something like that. I don't know. I mean, realistically, and I don't think I'm exaggerating, even if you just ate that, let's just say hypothetically, breakfast, lunch, or dinner one day, it will fuck up your insides. That's what I'm saying. Like one day of just that sandwich will not be good for your body. And then it's, do they have to be footlongs? Are we doing, you know, can we do two footlongs per day? You can break it up how you want. You go like a footlong in the morning. You go... You got to eat at least six inches of it for every meal. And then you can mix in some other stuff. I think that here's what I'll say. I think this is the bet. I think the bet involves us eating danger, witches for some combo of meals or days in a row. And maybe it corresponds to how many points it is. But I haven't figured out the perfect way to work it yet. Okay, so this is the danger. Here, here's for sure. Here's here's something I know. We can't eat at 21 meals in a row. That'll I think I feel like that'll kill you. I feel like you'd get like poisoned by the nitrates. I agree. So I don't know if you have to get all this because the truth is I would not eat all this because I just wouldn't. I'm looking at an old article because I guess these debuted. Subway introduces sandwiches created by NFL stars. This was right before the Super Bowl. And it's him, Marshawn Lynch, and Trevor Lawrence. 
and we'll get to what Marshawn Lynch had to say about him here in a second. So from this article, and I can maybe see an updated one, the danger, which is pepperoni, salami, black forest ham, provolone cheese, and bacon on Italian herbs and cheese topped with lettuce, tomatoes, green peppers, ooh, banana peppers, and finished with yellow mustard and mayonnaise. Dude, that sounds disgusting. It kind of sounds like an Italian combo. Which, honestly, as my people were offended by being being fucking even loosely tied to Russell Wilson. Because if there's one thing Italian, especially Italian-Americans are, they were not cringe. No. I mean... Here we go. Fucking Randy Roots are chiming in. What's he saying? You just have to eat the sandwiches two days in a row at the same subway in the dining room. Just get weird looks from the staff. Oh, my God. Seven yeah. consecutive meals, seven consecutive days of of breakfast, lunch, and dinner is too much. Yeah, we're not doing that. I'm just not doing that. But it could be something like, you know, I don't know. 15 over the course of fucking two weeks or something. Like that. I don't, I don't know. Well, look, we, we can, we can try to put it in the Reddit, but if this is the bet, it has something to do with, we just need the details of it sorted. Yeah. And again, like how said, many in a row it, it, we Days have to be uncomfortable, meals. Yeah, but I'm not dying. I'm not dying right. over a danger, Witch. I'm just not, yeah. but like to me, if you had to eat the danger, Witch once a day for a week, it's not that bad. I agree. But now if you're like, you have to eat 15 in a week, you have to eat 15 foot longs in a week. You'd be like, wow, that's a lot. That's two, two a day with like Ugh. at some point three a day. Do you just go like three, three and three and then taper off? Like, I don't know how, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's almost a strategy to it. Yeah. Or is it tied to how many points somebody wins or loses by? I just know if I lose my girlfriend, that's definitely a week I have to sleep in another room. I'm, I mean, like I said on Twitter, nobody I'm wants to be next to that. I'm hesitant to do it because I'm already down. You know what I mean? But, but I, I'm here for it. Well, Randy's saying he'll provide a sweatshop jersey. I already have a Russell Wilson jersey. So, yeah. And I would, <laughs> and I, I don't want one. What do you think tastes better? If I, if I put some, Condiments on the Russell Wilson jersey or just eat the danger, which like I would argue they might taste similarly the same. How big of a piece of the Russell Wilson jersey would you eat covered in mustard? Cut into small pieces and cut into mustard to not have to eat it for a week. Ooh. So like the smut couch. I could eat. I need a six inch by six inch piece of, of fabric. What would that do to your system, man? Probably the same thing as eating fucking Subway for a week straight. True. So, but I think this is it. I think this is it. Let's sort out the details, but the bet has been laid down. It's some sort of danger witch gauntlet over the course of days or week. The dirt balls always get good and creative with this stuff. Yeah. Put it in the Reddit, put it on Twitter. So we're still looking for that Jersey Mike sponsorship, by the way. So Jersey Mike's at any point wants to swoop in and save us from this. Yeah. 
I mean, you got Danny DeVito now pushing yeah. your ads. Come on. Come on, Jersey Mike's. Holla at your boy. Speaking of, real quick, can I, can I, can I toot my own horn? Can I toot it? Can I toot it? Guess who was mentioned today briefly in an article, the Cincinnati Business Courier. Woo! Uh, about his work with Gold Star. Wow, the Cincinnati Business Courier, the CBC, <laughs> as it's as it's often referred. It's one of those paid subscription-based things, and I don't I don't subscribe to. Did I even say the right? Is it even the Cincinnati Business Courier? Yes, it is. So they did an article um, titled. Why Gold Star invests 25% of its marketing budget on the Cincinnati Bengals. And to be honest, I actually kind of think it's interesting from just a sports guy and like these teams and like, okay, if, if as a company, they're investing 25% of their budget into marketing budget into the Bengals, how, like what's their return on investment? Right. And, and then if you scroll down and I'm reading it and, and here's the irony, my brother sent it to me. He didn't read it. My brother, Brad. And he in the headline, he put no mention of you. This is bullshit. And I read the article and I'm like, I actually am mentioned by name, dude. <laughs> like, like you didn't read, you, he didn't even attempt to read the article. And it says a big part of where Gold Star spends its own money on Bengals related marketing above and beyond what it pays the team itself as a sports as a sponsor is engaging the community of Bengals fans outside the stadium. For instance, during all Bengals games, Andy Ruther of the dirty sports podcast hell yeah takes over gold stars twitter account to engage with fans on the heels of last season september uh, heels of last season super bowl run september 22 2022 has been the best month the account has ever had wow so that's why they call him the king of all social media folks so i, I just wanted to plug it because we got dirty sports and myself uh with, with some love in as we all know, the most esteemed newspaper in the country. The CBC. Yes, the CBC. So uh, I can't wait to pick up dirt balls, new dirt balls who are business savvy, right, Joe? And That's also right. restricted to Cincinnati. Yeah. And, and who read the Cincinnati Business Courier. So I, I expect us to be number one in the. Honey, a couple Apple of interesting charts. articles in the CBC this week. Did you know uh, the. the uh, the Reds actually boosted their ticket sales this year after a guy tried to shit in a Toyota Tundra. <laughs> and a man named Dented has taken over Gold Star Chili's account for Bengals games. This is fascinating stuff, hon. Uh, I'm going to share a link with you. Send it to my Kindle, honey. All right. Just wanted to get that quick plug in there. But I want to go Can back. Can I get to a quick plug in while we do the plugs? Yeah, do it. You know what? Let's you do, do the that plug. because I, the, the sun's coming in. I'm going to close the blinds here. So Great. you do that. Before we get into football talk, guys, you might see that I'm wearing my New York Giants hat. Um, I've just booked a show, a weekend of shows to go uh, see my Giants play and do shows. I will be in drum roll, please. Dallas, Texas for Thanksgiving weekend. Going to go see Giants at Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Friday, 
Saturday, Sunday, House of Comedy in Plano, Texas. So if you are a Dallas, Fort Worth, Plano area dirt ball, or if you're just in within driving distance of that, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, go to houseofcomedy.com, go to the uh, Plano location, get your tickets, come to a show. If you're a Dallas Cowboys dirt ball, um, slide into the DMs on Instagram at Joe Prano or on Twitter at Fix Your Life. Maybe we can coordinate going to see the game together. I'm obviously going to try to get tickets, but uh, you know, Beer Gate is still going on, so I don't know if the family is going to uh, provide me with tickets. If you're a dirt ball uh, and you're going to go to that game, hit me up. But Giants at Cowboys Thanksgiving Day, my first ever Thanksgiving Day game. Wow! And then the weekend at House of Comedy in Plano. What a little, little one-two combo you got going for yourself. Yeah, a return to the Jerry Dome where you and I saw a game. You I know mean, what's, what's that? That's got to be seven years ago now. There's more. I can tell you. That was October. We saw a game at the Jerry Dome 2014, October 2014. Eight years ago. Remember how annoying that? And I still have videos. I was watching them. Actually, recently, I was going through some things. Remember the annoying Cowboys fan bias? Oh, yeah. She was psychotic. Where I forget, where did we stay? We, we stayed. I don't wait, remember where that hotel we stayed at was was nowhere near the because the stadium's in what Irving? Yeah. Arlington or Arlington. I think, yeah, the old stadium was in Irvington in Irving. Now the new stadium's right. in Arlington, right? You're it's right. right next to the ballpark. Yeah, you're right. And then we went back to Arlington. You know, we went we went to the baseball game there. When we uh, were down there for the Amarillo sod pools. Well, here's a fun, dirty sports fact for the dirty sports jeopardy or the dirty sports trivia. That weekend was the first time we ever did a dirty sports episode, not in LA where we did, wow, we did it in Dallas, in the hotel room, I remember our that. first ever satellite show. Yeah. And if, let's see if my memory serves me correctly. The title of that episode, this is where I can go full rain man on you. It was this either crazy. the Cowboys are eight and eight forever. Or I don't know if it was that one or it was something about DeMarco Murray. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was that something along those lines. I like it. That'll be a fun return. Yeah, it'll be a fun return. And if you're, if you guys are in the Dallas area or if you're going to be in the Dallas area for Thanksgiving weekend, maybe your family's from there or something like that, get your tickets now, please come to a show. I'll be headlining the whole weekend. So uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, maybe we watch football somewhere Sunday before, you know, before my shows, if the dirt balls want to meet up football, uh, all day, cause the show won't be till the evening and the giants will have already played on Thursday. And again, so, you know, if you're wildly going to the Thanksgiving day game or thinking about going to the Thanksgiving day game, slide into my DMS it's tailgate. Uh, maybe I'll even wear jean shorts and air Jordans to go along with all the Cowboys fans. Your mustache will fit in. Your mustache, yo fool. One more thing about the Russell Wilson discussion. I want to go yeah. back to Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch, which to me, this reveals it all. Like we know he hasn't gotten along with his teammates. We know all those things. He's a prima donna. But this clip from Richard Sherman's podcast, which is titled the Richard Sherman podcast. This is only 17 seconds. Didn't get much love, Joe. This came out 
six days ago, didn't really see it much, right? To me, more people should be talking about this. But the 17-second clip really kind of highlights the situation with Russell and, and his former teammates or probably his current teammates. Let me turn it up here. Right now, because he, he on a struggle bus. Man, I want to reach out to Dog, bro, because They'll I mean- reach out to it. You know it his ain't manager. that. You know it ain't, man. Come his on, manager. nigga. If I can't, if I if if I can't call you direct, nigga, then I ain't calling you. Especially, nigga, if I done went to war with you. So, for for people who obviously can't see it, Richard Sherman is laughing when he says his manager twice. So think about that. Marshawn Lynch is saying, "I want to call you. We were in the trenches together. I want to call you and be like, I know you're playing like shit." Try to actually be a friend, give you some positive feedback. And he doesn't have your, Marshawn Lynch does not have your number. What is that? That says everything you need to know about Russell Wilson. And then did you see this thing? He came out the other day. Like he's just captain fucking cringe right now. He's, he might, he said he has Wolverine blood. What? I didn't see that. Oh yeah. He's, 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 he's his, his hamstring or his shoulders, lat, whatever's hurt, whatever he has an issue with right now. He feels like he's going to be good to go this week. It, he has Wolverine blood. He'll be, he'll be back before you know it. I'm just like, bro, this is reaching Jameis one of one levels of mental illness. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, he's got some issues, but we've always like, I've harped so hard after reading Jeff Perlman's book, three ring circus about Kobe. He's not on Kobe's level as far as psychotic, just a dick. He's on Kobe's level because none of them had number, like none of them had their the cell phone of their teammates. But but he's on that level as far as like no one likes you, but for a different regard, you're right. you're the cheesy corny guy. But at least here's the thing, and you know I don't like to fucking like hype Kobe, but Kobe was good enough, good enough where people would never come out and trash him while he was still playing. I agree. Every, every week, the, the Russell Wilson struggles is like a Twitter, which, which former teammates going to put out a gif mocking him. Yeah, no, I agree, man. It's, it's like, dude, you don't have these relationships with again, like Marshawn Lynch put it guys, you're in the trenches. I can't think of a more team bonding sport, I would argue, as far as the camaraderie you get with football. I just think it's different. You know, and I'm not saying you can't get that in baseball or basketball. I just think it's different because of the nature of the game. I'm going to say something I said before about this topic, though, because we have so much, so many things to cover today. I hear people when they say, you guys talk about Russell, like, we're giving an awful lot of fucking airtime to like the 28th best quarterback in the NFL. Oh, he's playing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but maybe that's what they want, Joe. And, and we'll move on. Maybe, maybe that's his team's idea. Hey, he sucks. Let's get everybody to keep tweeting and talking about these videos and let's make it a thing. Let's financially gain from this because they are like the impressions, the views, the retweets, the likes, all that stuff. How quickly do you become a punchline where you're just like a punch? Like what, you know, 
Well, I think well, I that guess, isn't. I, I guess they're invested in him this. The, I guess the Broncos are invested in him this much, so I guess it doesn't really fucking matter. But, but, isn't, but isn't that like the fine line for any entertainer, right? Like, at what point do you cross over from you're this person to you're just a straight punchline? Yeah, but I guess the financial question is like, are you selling jerseys if you suck and everybody thinks you're a fucking dork? Yeah. No, I agree. You selling tickets? People well, coming to see a two and four team where the quarterback sucks and everybody's making fun of him on the internet all day. Well, that'll be a good segue to discuss someone else who's getting paid. Charles Barkley just signed a 10 year deal that is reportedly maybe near $200 million. That's not crazy. I mean, it's crazy, but it's not that. I mean, 20 million, 20 million a year, essentially. Yeah. And they and is that just for inside the NBA or then they also get him for the T the fucking TNT March Madness stuff, you know, him and fucking, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson are going to ride around in the Batmobile for Capital One commercials. Like, what does this all entail? Because it seems like this is an all encompassing deal. That no, signs from it wouldn't include the, it wouldn't include the Capital One. That's a different endorsement. But I agree. I don't think like 20 million. Isn't. Charles is the guy. He's the motor. He makes the whole like Kenny Smith oh. is great and Shaq's great. Oh he's yeah, great. he's he's I'm the super. glue. But he's the glue. He's a hundred percent the glue. The whole team is great. Ernie, you know, runs a great show as as a as the pilot, so to speak. But yeah, you you take Charles out of that, man. What is that? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. It's still great. I can carry this team. <laughs> I'll carry Kenny on my back. I'll carry Kenny on Ernie's back. I'm Superman. Well, in unrelated but related NBA news as well, did you see Bill Walton sitting in the second yeah. row and he kept You'd standing see it. during the Padres Phillies game one? Imagine being the guy in the third row. Oh my God. You know, I saw you put on dirty sports. Imagine being the pitcher. Imagine being the guy who sat in the third row. You show up to the game, and there's a seven foot dude in front of you who doesn't want to sit down. He's like, you know. Yeah, those are prime seats. I mean, those are not cheap. The first NLCS game in 24 years in San Diego, God only knows what those third row seats were going for. And you got Bill Walton. I found myself that game, and it was, you know, right? It was a- Rode my bike to the stadium, <laughs> threw down my credit card. I said, give me front row. They said, no, that's going to Marlins, man. I said, give me second row. They said, you got it. I said, you know what? These things are built like stadium seating. The guy behind me will be fine. He can get on his shoulders of his of his wife, and his wife can put their son on their shoulders. And eventually, they'll be like a they'll be like a cartoon character wearing one trench coat trying to sneak into a movie. And, the, and they'll be next, but they'll be next to me, the great Bill Walton. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in San Diego. The sun is shining. The Padres are winning. I've microdosed on acid. And by microdosed, I mean a macrodose for any normal sized human being, but a microdose for me. It's the big red. I'll tell you what, it's it's so great, so great to have the Padres back in the classic brown and yellow uniforms. Just like the time I went to Woodstock and I ate the brown and yellow acids and then Jimi Hendrix came and played his guitar and I was transported to another place in time. I was on planet Xenon watching a man play the guitar. It was glorious. And now here I am in San Diego drinking a Southern California 
IPA, driving my bike to the game, riding it down the street. He was talking a lot. Dude, I found myself just focused on Bill. I was like, he's he's talking a lot this game to who he's with. Just, you could see the happiness on his face. Just illuminating. Yeah. And you know, it was like, who do you think wins in a fight? A, 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 a guy in a Padres outfit or the Philly fanatic. One's a mystical creature with a green snout. And the other <laughs> one is a, a, a Spanish missionary that settled in the great land of California, the most beautiful state in all the world. A priest versus an alien. Who's going to take this one? Is there is there a higher being out there? I swear I've seen one as I was doing acid in the woods through my third eye, but it's got enough to get you over the hump. It means it's a horse, Bill. I don't think it's an alien. It's a filly. It's not a horse. No, that's crazy. The Philly fanatic is not a horse. What kind of, I mean, I've taken a lot of drugs in my day, Andy (laughs) Ruther. What are you on? Oh, man. Too funny. That's going to be a fun series, man. Yeah, it's great. When they went down 4-0 yesterday, I said, uh-oh. And they just got right back in that game. It's got to be fun for a player. You got that Southern California, October playoff baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's, you normally think yeah. it's so cold and it's, yeah. it's just like, no, man. And you're waiting in the batter's box. You're ready to go up in a big, you know, October NLCS at bat. And then Bill Walton hollers at you. If you get a hit here, you can come over tomorrow and sit in the teepee and have a great breakfast burrito that my wife's going to (laughs) make. It's going to be awesome. Luke will be there. Richard Jefferson will be there. The ghost of John Wooden comes in and out of the teepee during breakfast. It's going to be great. Who do you think wins that series? He's like, if you're if you don't like breakfast burritos, you can eat cereal out of a bowl like a dog, like I did when my back was injured. Decaf coffee only. We're riding high on life right now and the beautiful vibes that run through Southern California. One one. Who you got? I got San Diego. I got San Diego. I just think, I mean, Wheeler is got came out in game one, shoved, but I think all in all, pitching. Eileen San Diego uh, bats Eileen San Diego I mean Philly's been great but I'm going with the Padres just because I don't think they'll I think I think you know you'll get your two wheeler starts and then it's gonna be tough yeah it's be tough what about the American League I've got the Astros um, I, I haven't really you know the Astros have just been so good I mean Verlander yeah. goes out and shoves yesterday um, they hit so much. They hit at home. They've got some, I mean, Jordan Alvarez, uh, you know, hitting those balls. Just wait until he gets to the, the, the right field in Yankee stadium. He's going to hit one to fucking Westchester. Westchester. I feel like everyone, what year did they cheat? Or was it multiple years? 2017. Well, 2017, they won the world series. Right. Right. So, so we'll go with that year. But I just feel like it's almost because of COVID. I don't know. And oh, we every- said that. We said that. Remember that happened? COVID, COVID was the year. COVID was going to be the year that the fans were just going to destroy them. 
And it happened in, remember, it happened in March. We were all geared up. We're all geared up to ruin their season. March 15th, boom. COVID. COVID year, done. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like people still are rooting more against the Yankees. Yeah, because fuck the Yankees. Which which I, I understand that as well. The, the Yankee hate, but it's just like guys, they did the worst of the worst. They all cheated and got away with it. Yeah, don't forget the Yankees were involved in the whole thing and they had Beltran come over there or he's over from over there. They're using the Apple watches, blah, blah, blah. Like the Yankees have been accused of basically the same exact thing, just without the garbage can. Also, they're the Yankees. Fuck them. Give me. Uh, Padres World Series at this point. Padres over Astros. Give me Astros over Phillies. Give me Padres over Yankees. Like, you know, like, honestly, I don't even know who I want to win less, the Yankees or the Phillies. That's really a total toss-up. But give me either of the Padres or the Astros over both of those fucking teams. I feel, uh, is it just me or is it probably go Phillies over Yankees? Honestly, because I have to deal with so many more Yankees fans, but Philly, God damn them celebrating. will just be garbage all over again. Well, it'll just be people eating horse feces. Yeah. That's what the guy did when the Eagles won. Right. And with the Eagles playing this well, we can't have fucking the Phillies. Oh man. It's tough. Please, for for fuck's sake, let the Padres or Astros win the World Series. I know, man, but the Astros again, it's like, it's just, they just blatantly cheated. Everybody's basically gone except Bregman and Altuve. Springer's gone. Correa's gone. Yeah. I know it's it's just it's like it's just that they just blatantly got away with it, you know? Yeah. Like like that. Like, again, I feel like nobody talks about it, but that's such a I mean, the Phillies fans have been getting away with spitting on children for fucking 75 years. So. If you were standing in a room, right. If you were standing in a room with two people and one guy was like, you were like, tell me about tell me the worst thing about yourself. And this guy's like. I fucking cheat at my job. I lie. I fucking cheat. I steal. I, I'll I'll do anything to fucking win at work. I fuck. I've I've broken rules. I've broken laws. And you're like, how about you? He's like, I spit on kids. Kids come. I fill my face with mustard and fucking soda, and I spit it in their faces. Children, six, seven. I'll spit on them. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. You're like, all right, cheating guy, let's go. Yeah, my buddy made a comment that he travels a lot for work and he's from Cincinnati and, and he made a comment about Philly. Something along those lines. Like, dude, that's a city that just needs to be wiped off the face of the earth. Because sometimes I feel like, okay, you have a bias and you will have a bias. You're East Coast, you're New York, they're a rival in all your sports and they're a city rival. But then when I hear from somebody who's not from there, I'm like, man, is it really that bad? Yeah. If enough people say that, it's got to be that bad. That was our original capital, man. Right? Wasn't Philadelphia the original capital of this country? Yeah, and they're like, get the fuck out of here. This place is a <laughs> fucking cesspool. Can't have people visiting the capital here. 
Well, at least the Sixers lost. They lost their first game, right? They did to the Celtics. By the way, NBA has begun. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's all just about to get to. Like, I'm not ready for it, Andy. I say this every year now. And and listen, I don't think anyone's ready for I it. I say it every year now. First of all, I'm not even over the Mets season yet. I'm not over it. I got a five and one Giants team I got to deal with. You know, I'm 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 planning like travel around my five and one Giants team, come to the House of Comedy and play you know. Um, I'm not ready for it. And we always say on this show, the Christmas day games are the unofficial start of basketball season at this point. But I'll also, I'll say this shorten the fucking season. Yeah. I, you know, that's, that's my argument. I agree. I was thinking shorten the, the season because thing. shorten the season because it ends at the right time. Christmas is a good time. Like I think that they should play 10 games pre Christmas. I think you should. I, I, I think basically the season should start. I think Thanksgiving, the, that, like, and this isn't a racial thing, but I feel like Black Friday should kick off the NBA season. Black Friday should be NBA opening day. Kind of works. It does work. It does work. Works on multiple levels. Yeah. NBA, the, the, the NFL does huge on Thanksgiving, right? There's no, there's no football. You got college football on Saturday. You get Sunday. There's some cost on Friday, but whatever. Yeah. But we go Black Friday should be NBA opening day. It's totally episode. Okay. Well, don't know about that one, but I agree that they got to shorten the season. And I was actually thinking the same thing this week because it's just think about it. You're starting the week. There's so much going on. You're starting the same week. You're in the middle of baseball playoffs. You're in the middle of the NFL season. I, I just think. I know they don't care and they'll never shorten the season because it's all about money. It's all these leagues care about and more games equals more money equals more revenue equals more TV, blah, 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 blah. I get it, but it, it's not, it's not good for the product on the court. I don't think it's, and, and it's just tough on fit. Like I can't care. I, I, I didn't watch. I mean, I was traveling, but I also just didn't get to watch the Knicks game yesterday. It's like, I'm not ready for it. Yeah. And it's the same. I, you know, I saw Paulo Benchero had a LeBron-esque type late uh, debut. He was the yeah. first one since LeBron to go 25, 5, and 5. Like, I see the, t- I see the headline. No, I'm not watching it. Get out of here. I'm not watching it. You know. The Knicks play 18 games before Black Friday. That's, so I'm just going to my team. But you know what? It, 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 it's just basketball in general. Like I like college basketball, sixty-five game, sixty-five game NBA. Season. Yeah, starts like the first week of November. Now it's the same yeah. thing. It's like it never did. It used to start right around within like a week of Chris or uh, Thanksgiving. Like they're just everything is just. Did you see so that sixty-five tweet? games start Black Friday? I, I mean, honestly, I like. I feel like this could be something where you where the NBA could be convinced to do this. So 18 games before Black Friday. So 65 would be the number. Yeah, I mean, it'd be 64, you know, but it's called 17, 65, 65 game NBA season. I think that's correct. You got all these guys playing long ass playoffs. I mean, remember LeBron 100 games a year? It's a long season. Because there's no break. You go straight into 
summer league play. Yeah. Like there's no break for these guys. And everyone would say, well, they're making a shit ton of money. And they are. Contracts have never so, been higher. So fucking prorate their contracts. Yeah. 65 games. I wonder what the players would say, though. I, I wonder. I mean, I'm curious if the players said, hey, man, you're going to take, let's say, 10 to 15% reduction in salary. But you're playing 18 less regular season games. Are you doing it? It's interesting. Right? Yeah. Like, like, put it up to the players. Hey, would, would, you, would you take less money for less wear and tear on your body? I don't know. I don't know, but it's, you know, it, it's obviously. No kids, like I said before. Jeez. Who's that? My phone going off. Sorry. Oh, it's, uh, it's a heck of a time of the sports year for sure when you have all these things colliding at once. But luckily, we have the perfect beer. To coincide with all these, Joe, our friends at Miller Lite, right? The that, beer, the beer, correct. You know, you know when you're on, you know when you're on social media and you're like the real, the real this, the whatever. This is the beer. It's the beer. There's only one beer, and then there's variations on that beer. But beer, when you 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 say the word beer, I think about our friends at Miller Lite. Could not agree more. Was just looking in my fridge, saw some Miller lights. My brother had left some Miller lights over at the house. I know that's his go-to beer during Sunday football. That's your go-to beer. It should be every Dirtball's go-to beer. Here's the thing about Miller Lite I just want to say, because I think it needs to be reiterated every week. A lot of light beers would cut the most crucial ingredient which is flavor yeah miller light does not do in that. fact they do they, they do. do i would argue that they absolutely all i would i would argue that that is what makes miller light the light beer they don't do that they don't do that they had their own formula they 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 created it everybody else is an imposter watering down their other beer miller light is its own delicious recipe that's Andy, right. You know, on uh, we played a practice round of golf before the event on Saturday, and uh, I was driving. I, I, you know, I hit a, I hit a tee shot on a par five. Hit a tee shot, and then as I was uh, about to hit my second shot, I saw something out in the distance. So I hit my second shot, and then I'm driving up the fairway, and right in the middle of the fairway, thirty pack of Miller Lite with ice on it. I was like, "What is? Was this? Is this some sort of beer fairy?" I was like, this has to be for me, right? Just as I tee off, there's a 30-pack of Miller Lights sitting in. It was great. It was amazing. Put it in our, split it up between our coolers, drank Miller Light the rest of the day playing golf. What's better? Lake Tahoe, sun's shining, breeze coming off the lake, and you got a golf cart full of Miller Lights. Oh, glorious. So this football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I'll tell you what I'm very excited about, Andy, because I've seen, I've seen the signs up. 
when I watch Cowboys games, a lot of Miller Lite signs in the background. You've, you've noticed that too, right? A hundred percent. Miller Lite, big down there at the Jerry Dome. Can't wait to be there. Thanksgiving Day and Miller Lite. Yeah. Tradition, I, I, unlike any other. Joe Prano, Thanksgiving Day, Miller Lite, football. Oh, I'm shaking with excitement at the thought of it. Yeah, man. That'll be here before you know it. I know. Meet me in the parking lot with some Miller Lights, guys. How many shows do you have down there? Everything's bigger in Texas. We're going to have to get some tall boys. Uh, I have five shows, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. Why no Thursday shows? Because it's Thanksgiving and I'll be at the football game. How far is Plano from there? I don't think it's far. Half hour. You know, I just Texas is just so damn big. Yeah, I don't know how far it is from Arlington, but I believe from like downtown Dallas, I think it's only about a half hour away. You know, I was thinking of, I was thinking of Texas. And I was thinking because you and I made quite a few trips to Texas throughout our years. I was thinking of that time that I had the Pornhub hat and I threw it out the window of the cab. Yeah. That was in Austin, right? Yeah, was that a cab or was that was that Uber and Lyft? I think it might have been a legit cab. Yeah, I think we were in a legit cab that one time. Like, because Uber and Lyft, that and, and I dating. was just telling my, I was just telling the story the other day about uh, somebody slamming those beers in the toilet. Remember that, dude? It's an all-time Texas moment. I, I just, I was trying to think about that the other day. I was like, why would I throw out a hat out the window? A perfectly good porn hub. You, you were fucked up. I, I, dude, I can't even imagine going back to those days. After our episode, Joe, remember that? Yeah, I think that video is still out there. After our episode Monday, and stop how, it, Joe, stop it. And how hungover you were? Yeah, you, you, you actually kind of like triggered me thinking about some of my finest moments and and where I was and. The things I did and holy dude, you you talk about we talk about like you said, oh, we were in Texas eight years ago. Dude, the denting will be nine years next year. Wow. Yeah. I had that brain injury nine almost nine. So we're talking, we're talking the we're talking like the uh the stop at Joe videos. Those that's that's like 10 years ago. Almost. I that was that was like fall 2013. Wow. I mean, that was when I was at like my peak Andy Ruther. Like, this is not going to end well. And it almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, that's where like I was to that point. That whole that whole weekend was wild. So that was nine years ago now. And that'll be nine years. Like, come spring, it'll be nine years from the denting. Yeah. Wow. I got to do something for the 10-year anniversary. Maybe I'll finally do an investigation. Unsolved Mysteries. I watched a couple episodes of Unsolved Mysteries last night. Like old ones right. or a reboot? Reboot. New one. So I, fascinating. You know, fascinating one on the on the UFO sightings over Lake Michigan in 1994. I was like, wow, that is interesting. Like, are these new, new? I know they came back out. I'll be honest. I watched a couple when it came back out a couple years ago. Yeah. This is, I, I don't know if it's new, new. Maybe it's last year or something like that. Yeah, but I thought the UFO one in Michigan was interesting. Like 60 different people called in 911. And then the 911 guy calls the radar service. He's like, hey, man, I just got to check. Like, is there something going on there? Because we're getting a lot of UFO calls. And then the guy who's like working at the National Weather Service is like, 
freaking out because he's like, uh, yeah, it looks like UFOs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that doesn't get enough attention, the UFO thing. Well, like, that, like it was just like just last year where the FBI and the CIA and whatever started dropping it. It's like, so dro- it's a, yeah, no, they dropped it during dude. They dropped it 2020. They dropped that stuff in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Wisely. Nobody, nobody was talking about it. like, that's when yeah. people were in lockdown. They wisely, that it's like the NFL, right? They wisely just drop stuff. Yeah. Did you see what Jim Mersey said about Dan Snyder? That he's an alien. He said that, but we talk about dropping things. So he finally, we finally have an owner. He's the first owner. Jim Irsay, famous, famous drunk driver. Yeah. And apparently there's, there's more, more to him than that as well. Yeah. Like I, I, I was reading some things that, you know, he's like every owner, they have serious dirt, but anyway, he's the first owner to openly talk about like, yeah, dude, there's merit here to, to, cause the owners don't normally do this to get rid of him. So the owners had a meeting this week. They didn't get rid of him, which, like I said, I was like, that's never happening. It's not happening anytime soon. Right. But there's the Jim Irsay thing. And then also, according to sources, this is another one I found interesting. Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft had a heated exchange all about Roger Goodell's contract discussion. And apparently, the owners voted 31 to 1 on Tuesday to open negotiations on a new contract for Goodell. Jerry wow. Jones Jerry Jones was the only owner who doesn't want it. And according to sources with ESPN, Jerry Jones left the meeting and looked at Kraft and said, "Don't fuck with me." Wow. And Kraft replied, "Excuse me." And Jones said, "Don't mess with me." Basically, it was about they have some sort of beef and he's like, I'm going to vote against it and be the only one. And I don't care. Don't fuck with me. So I guess Jerry Jones's beef is about money. It always is. Right. And he thinks Goodell, the language is too loose for Goodell to achieve the benchmarks that he's to achieve for his bonuses. Um, and as a quick reminder, Goodell's compensation from 2020 to 2021 was apparently 128 million for those. That's two years. insane, dude. It's insane. Yeah, almost 65 million a year is what he's getting now. But think about it. He's getting that money to handle all the shrapnel, all the heat that the owners get. He's just like, bring it, bring it my way. They yeah. don't got to deal with it. And, it, and, and, now, like, and now, and now, Tua is coming back. Did you see t- the Tua interview about him not being able to remember the whole thing and whatever? No, like, I didn't see it. It's just, it's just insane that this guy's going to play. But again, I mean, I'm like, are we surprised? No, but that's why Roger Goodell gets 128 million dollars. But also, he doesn't really do anything except just take it on the chin. You know, well, like well, I've well, Joe, I I also speaking of him, I would also argue. That's why a lot of them, I would argue, there's no evidence of this, why they want Snyder to be there. Snyder is now the, he's the owner everyone goes after. Right. So if you're Jerry Jones or you're Robert Kraft and you're getting hand jobs in a shopping mall plaza in Florida of a place that has underage girls or you're Jerry Jones who has a bastard child you've paid all this money, 
Nobody's talking about that. All everybody's talking about is Dan Snyder. Like, isn't having him around good because he takes all the heat for the owners? Yeah. I, I would argue there's Unless, a- of course, he's always sitting on some Pandora's box where he's ready to just fucking throw everybody under the bus. True. But, but, it, but it, keep you your know, enemies close. Right? Like, I, close, I don't keep your enemies closer, you know? They didn't vote him out. Right. Like, they had their chance. Because he's holding dynamite. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so, I find it so wildly entertaining. And nobody cares. It's like, you know, it goes back to the thing that nobody cares. And as long as the game's going on, I mean, two is playing this week. Yeah. It's insane. Can we just make the NFL an Omaha Productions? Like, can we just let Eli and Peyton Manning be co commissioners of the NFL? <laughs> Wouldn't that solve all our problems? Peyton so, Manning, commissioner, Eli Manning, vice commissioner. The fun ones, the vice commissioner. He's just got wacky shit going on. He's just trolling the commissioner's forehead every day. I wonder what those two argue about. Like, 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 not. I wonder when they get in their little brother tiffs. We all have them. Yeah. I wonder, like, what their tiffs are about. Yeah. Like, I wonder what annoys Peyton about Eli and vice versa. Eli having a regular sized forehead, I'm assuming, really gets Peyton. <laughs> what probably gets Eli is the fact that he's like better looking and more charming, and Peyton Manning gets infinitely more commercials. <laughs> he's like, what's the guy got to do? I'm yeah, a better okay. looking, funnier Peyton Manning. Okay, okay. Over- I have the same amount of Super Bowls. Overrated, underrated, not, th- not football. I want to talk personality. Yeah. Eli is totally underrated. Yeah. Even I, I did not know his charm. I think Eli has great charm until the Manning cast, his charm. And I think Peyton's great too. And I think Peyton's funny, but Eli, like if I had to choose as far as comedy, like my Andy Ruther has to, like, I have to choose comedy style. I'm going to go. I'm not even going to hesitate. I'm going to go Eli. Yeah. But Peyton's the one hosting SNL. Right. And they're Eli great. hosted SNL too. Okay, he did. And 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 they're and and Peyton was great, but like every time of that Peyton Manning, that one sketch where he's like throwing the ball at the kids and it's yeah. funny. And it's funny, don't get me wrong. I, I'm just saying, I think Eli was the Eli Manning emoji sketch. Remember where he's on on the stand and he's talking about sending emojis? He's like sending booty call emojis. Oh, you I, gotta watch it. I don't think I've seen it. He's like, and then you send one, he's like one eye closed, winking eye closed, tongue out. He's like. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to watch it. You want to hop into our picks this week? Let's do it. So you, you knifed that six-point lead down to three last week. So the danger which I feel which great bet. about this week, by the way. I feel great about this week. You I feel like great a about lot this of games week. this week. Yeah. Well, as always, our weekly picks are presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Dirt Balls were about, this is what, week seven? This is week eight. Yes. Yes, to both. Okay. So we'll just go with week seven. Guys, the same. Well, it's week deal, seven. Yeah. The same deal we have exists. So all first time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you want to play daily fantasy and you play against 
just the projections. You're not competing against other people. It's you against the projections. And the best part about prize picks, it's not limited to football. We're talking football now, but you can hop on and do Major League Baseball, the NHL, NBA. You can do cross sports, which to me is a lot of fun. Right? You can do cross sports. Yeah, I love it. So you could do like for tonight's game, you could do, let's say Andy Dalton starting. You could do his yards with who's who's pitching tonight. Uh, that's a great question. Well, my point is with strikeouts, one of the starting pitchers, yeah, uh, for the game tonight. So hop on over, download the app. It's a lot of fun. This is is one of the more fun apps that we've promoted and, uh, we can't, uh, we can't say that enough. So download prize picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us again. Make sure you use promo code dirty when you sign up. So we get some credit for that. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So we have, well, like tonight, Saints, Cardinals. Yeah. Like Andy Dalton did 210 and a half passing yards. Kyler Murray's 245 and a half. Like Kyler Murray, I would say less. And I'm going to say more for Dalton. Let's go more or less. Okay. Combo. Combo play. Prize picks. Now, this is an interesting game because, like, it's one of those, like, it's not the worst teams, but they're both two and four. And it's Thursday night. It's kind of wonky and wild. Tons of injuries. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. They say it's a game-time decision for who's playing quarterback. For the Saints. Correct. And they have tons of guys out. But now the, it's a game time decision between Jameis and Dalton. I think maybe. Yeah. Taysom Hill. I, I I don't know even where that is at this point. Um, the Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. Now, our friend Randy Ruther sent us a picture. He is in Arizona. Tickets are very very cheap for this game. Nobody cares. Nobody cares in Phoenix area. Yeah. Because the Cardinals are two and four, and they already kind of don't care down there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're all hyped. They're all hyped. They're the one place that's stoked basketball season has started. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Do you want to go first or me? I'm going to let you go first. I think I need you to go first on this one. I think yeah. this will set us up nicely. Yeah, this is a tough one. I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I'm just going to talk through it right now. Okay, great. I'm more willing to pick the Cardinals if Jameis Winston is a quarterback because I think he's good to give up points. Yeah, it's a great call. Right? Like, even if he doesn't give up pick six, he gives easy points and field position with a turnover. Saints are really hurting. The, The Cardinals signed, which is crazy, or they traded for Robbie Anderson. I just think... You know, you're just fishing right now. You, you're you're lost. Cliff Kingsbury, it's not working out. It's just not. I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they should have, you know, when they were looking all right. Hey, he's turned it around. No, no, no. It's not working. Two and a half of small spread. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I don't like it. Like, in fact, I hate it. <laughs> I hate this pick. I look- love it because I'm... Joey, no chill. First of the weekend, money line. Pick a lick. I think the Saints win this game in Arizona. 
Okay. See, and that's exactly why I hate this pick. I have no. Let's go. Let's go. Who day? Who dat? Who dat? Yeah. Who day is your Bengals? Yeah. Who dat? We're going Andy Dalton in Arizona. It's hot. He looks like Heat Miser. We're going Andy Dalton FTW for the win. Okay. And I think the fact that it's a game time decision basically tells us it's Andy Dalton. I agree. So I also think it's going to be a game time decision. A lot of games the rest of the year. And it's Andy Dalton. And it should be. Andy Dalton should be that quarterback. But hey, Jameis Winston has the best EPA slash QBR of quarterbacks under 30 who have their name start with a J who also played baseball in college and who also have a last name starting with a W. He's ranked number three. Also, category. Randy Ruther sent us that, which is very uh, important. I don't know if you know this, but Jameis Winston all time is the has the number three QB rating on Thursday night in games where tickets on average are less than $50. Oh, that's a great stat right there. And, and honestly... When you're giving out gold jackets, that's one of the very first things that you look at. Yeah, I agree. Thursday night primetime performances when no one gives a shit about the game. Yes. $50 or under tickets, Thursday primetime games in states that do not believe in uh, uh, what was the, the time zone. They, they don't change time zones. Yeah. Jameis Winston's in states that do not change time zones undefeated. Stellar mark, stellar record. Yeah. yeah. That's a I next. Do not gen- believe in daylight savings time. James Winston gen- in states that do not believe in daylight savings time. You know, they have next gen the stats. Four quarterback all time. You know, they have next gen savings. stats. Yeah. This, this is how this is the best way to think about that book. He wrote a 400 page book of his own next gen stats just on Jameis Winston. Yeah. Talk about cuckoo. Okay, moving on. The Bengals. This is a big spread, which again, I do not understand, Joe. They are six and a half point favorites at home against the Falcons, who, as a little, it's a little teaser for everybody, as a little little nug of advice. The, the Falcons have covered the Falcons are six and zero oh against the spread this year, people. Six and zero. Oh. This spread opened at six. It's moved to six and a half. I don't know if everyone's your first, but I'm obviously tipping my hand. I don't know if everyone's because the Bengals won. I'm taking the Falcons, man. Me too. Six and oh against the spread. Six and a half seems crazy. Seems like it should be four and a half. Seems like it should be five and a half. It doesn't seem like it should be six. The Bengals' biggest problem on defense is stopping the run. The Falcons run the ball well. This is a game I could see the Bengals actually losing. I don't think they will. I think they win. I just think six. They better not. Do you have them in Survivor? No. Dude, I lost my Survivor. I I, I was out three weeks in. I lost on the fucking, I forget who I lost on. I think. But but like you wouldn't be shocked if they lost, would you? No. No. Of course not. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying Cincinnati right now is. Is 
tied with Baltimore at three and three. I mean, I know no one's running away with that division, but you lose to Atlanta. I agree. Who's also three and three. You know, is Atlanta tied with Tampa Bay for the lead of that division? Correct. Yeah, I think it'll Correct, be a good game. Sir. I think it'll be a good game. I mean, the, right. amount, the amount of three and three teams. Yeah, there's a lot. Way, the NFC West is three and three, three and three, three and three. San Francisco, Rams, Seattle. Three and three lead the NFC South, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta. That's nuts. AFC North, three and three. Baltimore and Cincinnati. Miami and New England, the bottom two teams in the AFC East, three and three. Interesting. All right, next up, we have the Lions, our favorite team to rip on against the Cowboys. By the way, Randy Ruther just came in with Bengals by a million. I've never felt more confident in the Falcons. You've never felt more confident. Yeah, now that Randy Ruther says Bengals by a million. (laughs) I mean, what is he? What is he? Is he your nephew, Deuce? What grown-ass man says their own team by a million. What are you, a 10-year-old? Bengals by a million. <laughs> Damn, the Andy Randy shots. Andy, Randy, Randy, Andy. Shots fired. Nah, nothing but love, but seriously, grow up. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love, no, I'm kidding. I love me some Randy Ruther. Okay, moving see, right along. I see a, a Andy Ruther Hasbulla attack meme. Uh, coming. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Ruther, you are banned from the Top Golf in Arizona. Oh no, that would suck. Actually, I can't wait to go see visit Randy there. Oh, that'll be that'll be a real fun time. Okay, Lions at Cowboys. Is Dak Prescott starting? He is, I believe. Okay, the Cowboys are seven point favorites. The Lions had a bye week. Now the Lions are, you know, they're three and two against the spread. So like they're keeping a lot of games close. Who's up first? Me? Yeah. I mean, what did the Lions figure out in the off week? Let's just be honest. Nothing. 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 Seven is still a lot, though. Where's the game? It's in Dallas. Ooh. I can see this game being like a push. In Dallas, which which scares me. I'm going to do it, though. Fuck it. I'll take the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions as well. Seven points. Dak Prescott. I mean, we have a quarterback. The only game the Cowboys haven't looked fucking good in is the Dak Prescott game. Coming back. We're going to have fucking Rusty. We're going to have how does he feel? We're going to have quarterback controversy if he doesn't play well. We're going to have pressure. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Lions. Wow. I'm taking the Lions to lose the game also. So so we're both going to take the Lions. To lose and cover. Correct? Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. Also, by the way, go fucking Lions. I hope you find your grit this week. Beat them, boys. I mean, Joe, if they lose, they're one and five. Like, like, 
I mean, it, it's it's like even I did not expect that. Like if Hi. they lose, Hi, I'm Joe Prano, and I expected that. <laughs> you expect them to start one in five? Oh, dude, was anybody more like, what are we talking about? This is the fucking Lions and me. No, the whole I was, time? I was too, but like one in, I didn't expect one in five. Why not? They won three games last year. They won two games last year, three games last year. Three games. They tied one. Yeah. They tied one. That's like a consolation prize. Okay. Colts Titans. This should be a good AFC South battle. Colts Titans. It's only two and a half spread. It's in Tennessee. Who, by the way, announced are they're getting a dome? Really? They're going to get a new stadium. So they basically did the math. And I, I've kind that, of, is that fo- one less, is that one less grass team we're going to have Andy? It is. So I've kind of been following this because it's kind of similar to what's going on here in Cincinnati, because basically the stadium is 24 years old and they did the math and supposedly the upgrades, even at just 24 years old, well, I guess, you know, quarter of a century would have been like $800 million in, in, in the mindset is like, well, then let's just build a dome. Because then we now, can host. I don't know anything. I've spent very, 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 very little time in Tennessee. I've been to Tennessee numerous times, but I've spent very little time there, especially in terms of like hanging out. Bet I've driven through a lot. Is, this a, is the weather there require a dome? I would argue no, but they're thinking other things, right? They're thinking we'll get to have the final four and we'll get and to have the Super blah, blah, blah. Bowl. And, yeah. you know, everyone's big. I don't know if you know, like everyone's big on Nashville now. Right. We call it Nash Vegas. Everybody goes yeah. there. The population is booming. Like they just hosted a, a draft. They're, they'll for sure get a Super Bowl because it's, you know, obviously we all know with country music scene, like it's. How about that Super Bowl? Yeah. Who, who do you have? Carrie Underwood? Give, give me, give me, you have like a, give a me Luke, a, a Luke Combs. Darius Rucker. They need some diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Darius Rucker. Dude, for sure. at, what, at what point did he just become the black dude in country movies? Have you noticed like he like good for yeah, him like 10 years ago now? He's just riding that. Yeah. Like he's the black dude. He also oh. rode Kate Quigley almost into an early grave shots fire. You did a quick shots fired on that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've had some shots fired at me from that from the other side of that aisle. So I'm I'm actually just returning fire. All right, don't get me started. So Colts, Titans. Titans are two and a half. You're up first. I already know who I'm gonna pick. You know, I'm still like, I mean, not that I was ever on the Colts team, but I was I was a little bit on them. Like I just thought this was the best court best like old quarterback retread they've tried in the last four years. Um, but I just think the Titans at home. I don't I don't think this is a I feel like this is a push game if it's in um Indianapolis. Like I don't see Indy being a favorite against the Titans kind of anywhere this game is played. So two and a half doesn't seem enough for me. I'm going to take Tennessee. 
Yeah, I agree. But also, I wouldn't be surprised at anybody winning this game. Yeah, I agree. I I am uh, I'm big on the Tennessee win. I, mean, I just think Tennessee's gonna win. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just think Matt Ryan's gonna shit the bed on the road. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think this will be a good game. I think it could go either way. But if it was three, and if it was three and a half, I'd be like, huh, I don't know. It was four and a half, but it's two and a half. So I'm going Tennessee. Okay. Packers at the Commanders. Carson went out. Taylor Heineke back in. Does this do anything for their offense? The Packers are four and a half point favorites. Really struggling. Really struggling. Do they write that ship? I think that they do. I, I actually like I, Heineke. Yeah. Well, I like Heineke better than Wentz. The question for me here, I think the Packers write the ship and win this game. Question is how close is it? I'm going to take the Packers to cover. I was going to say, I'm taking the Packers. I think they show up this week. They they handle business. All right, Tampa at Carolina, I'm up. Spread is now 11 points. I don't know who's starting for Carolina. I don't know if it matters. 11, same thing. It just seems so big. I don't know what's going on. Very big. I don't know what's going on in uh, in Tampa. I don't think they're there yet. But Carolina just keeps burning me. I just keep taking them. They just keep not covering. And you think 11. they're going to cover 11's a lot. Yeah. It's at home. I'm going to go Carolina again. I'm going to hate this. Let's gonna... go. I talked you into that one. I'm going the Bucks, baby. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you Let's on that. You totally, 11, you totally did. You totally did. You you kept, you kept saying 11. You kept saying 11. And I was like, you know what? Because when I first started discussing this, I'm thinking, dude, Brady's going to show up and just like, this is what he does. He had a bad game. He's had a bad few. He's about had a bad year. He's going to. I mean, just- I think this game could go either way. Like the Bucks don't look great, man. The Bucks. It's like, at what point? But like, I'm not gonna. When you go Carolina, I'm not going down. I'm not losing a point here, or 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 losing an opportunity to gain a point here, and not having to eat the 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 danger witch for a week. Because I'm I'm betting on fucking Carolina. You're like, I'm on Carolina. They keep burning me. I'm like, fuck it. Opportunity. Let's ride this. Let's let Andy ride this Carolina train into the ground. Matt Rule's emailing him. Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold are starting. Tom Brady bound to have a fucking game where he gets right at some point and pulls us all back into believing. I think he's probably done. But this is the game where he pulls you back in with like a 30-point performance, right? Yeah. Let's go. I, I don't dude. this is bullshit, but I'll keep it. <laughs> it was bullshit that you made the pick. Yeah. You conned me. You tricked me. Well, I got to go first next time. That's why we swap off. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Next time is your, your boys. You're in Jacksonville. The Jags are three point favorites. I mean, listen, I'm glad I get to go first on this one. I mean, I'd love, I'd love you to, to, you know, have a conversation with me after I explain, but like how, 
I get it. It's in Jacksonville. How? How are they three-point favorites? I was shocked. Talk to me. Now, if this was... To the tell re- me as a Giants fan. I, 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 I'm biased. But so I feel like... I feel like of all my teams, I'm very realistic about the Giants. Like, how? Look at the teams we're beating. So if this was reversed, the Giants were three-point favorites on the road, I would have taken Jacksonville. But they're not. Sounds like we're both going to take the Giants. I mean, it seems... I I just would like... I just like... Vegas, explain to me how. Or is it just... Like, let's talk this out. Is it just that the they feel like the Giants let are down. playing above their heads? Is it a letdown game? Is anything about Dable say we let down games to shitty teams? He almost feels like the anti-Giants coach. This has Giants letdown game historically written all over it. We beat Tennessee to open the year. We beat the fucking... Packers and Ravens back to back. We went to London. Yeah. With the I, way I, their defense, I mean, you're getting, you're, you're fucking, you're fucking up Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson with your defense, getting them off their spots in their second, in the second half. And suddenly Trevor Lawrence is going to be your undoing. I say no fucking way. Well, Joey, no chill. Second money line pick of the week. I go with the win, guys. The early this on, this isn't look, me being biased. Well, early on, me looking at this game, I thought this is this is everything of the Giants' loss, just because they're going to be favorites, all that, and then again, they're not favorites. So I'm like, I'm confused on that, and I'm just going to have to go with the Giants now. Again, if this was reversed, I'd go with the Jags, but it's not. So we're both on the Giants. All right, AFC North battle. Browns at Ravens. Ravens are six and a half point favorites. Both these teams need this. I'd, I'd say the Browns season is already on the brink. You know. I agree. Six and a half is a lot, though. Six and a half is a lot. So I didn't technically go first last time. I'll go first this time. I'm going to go with the Browns just because – the way these teams run the ball and the clock and like. I agree. I just think AFC North six and a half. L- yeah. Listen, Lamar Jackson with the game he had last week. Does he come back this week and have a big game? Yeah. But I'm just not betting on like, uh, yeah, like NFC North, some team blowing out another team. The, the, yeah, the way they run the ball, the way they're playing, they'll play defense. Six and a half seems crazy to me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm with you on the Browns. All right, Jets at Broncos, Mr. Unlimited, who's been the most limited quarterback in the NFL, is somehow a one-point favorite. Again, I think I know where both of us are going in this game. Uh, I'm going first. I'm, 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 I'm going against what I think you think I'm going to say. I'm going with the uh, un, unlimited. I think the Broncos win this game. You do. I think, and and Jets fans are going to hate to hear me say this, but this to me, I think you're right though, is what this Jets this Jets game screams to me. What the fucking Jack? What people think the Jags game screams to the Giants? Like I scream, it screams letdown game to me. It screams game rust 
gets fucking shim some shit together. I actually listen, I'm 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 straight up not hating on the Jets here. I actually have been very impressed with the Jets. Um, I think that a Jets money line play here, if you're like, I don't know what the what the sports books are doing as compared to ESPN. Um, I think if you're a if you're a Jets money line player here because they're dogs, um, I do not hate it. I do not hate it. I think Broncos home with a potential Jets pitfall game. It's just one point. It's just basically that the Broncos win the game. I think it's going to be really close, and I think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll probably be low scoring. Um, If the Jets blew them out, I would not be shocked. I think the Jets were playing good football. I think the Jets might be a good football team-ish. And the Broncos, I disagree. But also, I feel like this Broncos team is going to hang around. And I feel like the Jets are going to be in the hang around with the Miami Patriots. A couple teams are going to be four and three after this weekend mix. I'm going with the Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos because of their defense. It has nothing to do with Russell Wilson. I think this is a game. Well, where the God Bron- knows that. That's I sure. think this is a game where the Broncos defense scores a touchdown. I'm just going to say it right now. The Broncos defense gets a touchdown this game. Zach Wilson has done nothing the last two games they've won. Nothing. All right. We're both going with Mr. Unlimited. Texans at Raiders. Seven-point Raiders favorites. Wow. Raiders are one and four. The Texans are one, three, and one. The fact that the Raiders are seven-point favorites over anybody makes Zero percent sense to me, which is why I'm taking them <laughs> to cover. I'm taking the Texans. Yeah, Davis Mills, stay, he, dude, he keeps them in games, man. I agree. I don't hate it, man. I like. I don't understand it at all. I don't understand how this isn't a three and a half point Raiders spread or a four point Raiders spread. I don't understand it. Yeah, there might be something I don't know. the The fact that that team is Vegas. It's the Vegas team and these Vegas fucking sport. Like they know some, they're a lot closer to this than I am. I mean, seven, they obviously have the number at seven. It'll be close. It's going to be close, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Well, the next spread, I feel the same way. Seahawks at chargers. Chargers are five and a half point favorites. I'm up first. Nothing, nothing about what the, Chargers are doing says to me you're five and a half point favorites. Justin Herbert threw the ball 57 times or some shit the other day. And he threw a touchdown pass. And by the way, I'm not putting anything on him. I'm just saying, like, that's the state of their team. You have a total clown of a coach. He's a clown. He really is. He's an idiot. I was like, let's see this play out. Well, it's, to me, it's not playing out well. There's no way I'm taking the Chargers in this. I'm with you. I think this is a coaching coach. I'm taking this coaching alone, taking Pete Carroll over Brandon Stale. Hundred percent. I like it. Is that his new name? Uh, maybe, maybe Brandon Staleist. It's like, what are you doing, man? Just fucking stop going. Take the points. Take the points, coaches. Take the points. You remember? Uh, do you remember searching for Bobby Fisher? Take the draw. <laughs> you remember that movie? Yeah, it's been a while. Cable, cable rerun classic with Joe Montana. 
take the draw, take the point. Somebody make it, somebody make a searching for Bobby Fisher gif where, where he's sitting across the fucking chessboard from Brandis Daly. Take the point. Dude, seriously though, all these guys. By the way, just, if you guys love if you if you're a dirtball who's younger than us, which is all of them, and you never and you want to see a good chess children's chess drama. <laughs> I don't know what I dislike more. I don't know what I dislike more. These coaches who just don't take the points or the dorks on Twitter when I make a joke about it that the yeah dude cool you're you're another faceless troll get the fuck out of my mentions well actually I don't care you've never played a sport momentum is real and that includes you Tuck Coger I'm throwing you right in the I'm throwing oh, you on the bus shit shiggity shots fired how's that fucking you basically just threw him in a pile of faceless troll morons. You're like faceless troll morons, captain of the team, Tug Coker. Uh, Tug, I just Tug was arguing momentum with me and you last year on text. Yeah, no, I know. I think that's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous not to believe in momentum. Come on, Tug. And Tug, you played you played Division One sports in college, man. You know better than this. Momentum is real. I understand if you don't want to factor momentum into your analytics, but I also just think that anal- like to me, the analytics thing is like to me, if you're talking about this gives you like if you if you go the full analytics route, right? And they call down, they're like, coach, this gives you a 51% chance to win the game if you go for it here. And it gives you a 49.6% chance to win the game if you don't go for it. I just go, why the fuck are you calling me? Then let me do what the, then let me coach the game. Now, if I get a call that you're 71% more likely to win this game if you fucking go for it. Okay. Now we're talking about something. But in those things where, in those things where it's like a, a coin flip. I don't even want to hear about my 2% greater chance of winning because I think momentum is real and not getting it affects your defense more than the thing that it's factoring in. Sure. I agree. All right. We're both going to take the Seahawks to cover. Yes, sir. Next game is a good one. We got chiefs at Niners. The chiefs are two and a half point favorites. I mean, this is an interesting game because look, I mean, you look at it either flip either side. The Niners lose at home. They're three and four. The Chiefs lose on the road. They're four and three. Yeah. Like the season can really get away from you quickly. Well, I know who got... I'm going to pick though. Okay. Is it, is it you first? I don't remember. I think it's me first. Yeah, it is you. I, you. You picked the Seahawks first. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, me too. I think Chiefs win and cover. I just don't think the Chiefs lose two games in a row. That's that's my that's my deciding factor. Yeah. Well, two is back. Next game. Pittsburgh at Miami. Miami's seven point favorites. Pittsburgh, I don't even know who's playing quarterback. And again, Tua is not going to know that he's is playing quarterback. So this is kind of a tough spread. I mean, what do they do in his return? 
I, I hate to do like I don't know how Pittsburgh can't score. Like they won that game last week. What was it like 1918, 1916? Like what was it? It was yeah. like the thing is Miami could put up points. Miami can. Just such a big spread, though. I hate that I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take the fucking Steelers. I mean, I'm gonna I was gonna take the Steelers too. I was gonna. But now that I took what's the spread? Seven. Seven. You want to gain that point on me. I want to, but I've been do you, do you want to lose a point because of two? No, I don't. I've been rocking and rolling with the Steelers. Maybe this is maybe it's maybe it's you know don't get don't fall in love with the don't fall in love with a girl when that girl is Mitchell Trubisky possibly playing. I'm going with the Dolphins. Give me the point. Okay. Oh, this is a reckless decision. Terrible reckless decision. I think two of them might die. Yeah, they still come out as cover even if he dies. If two had died in the field, would they? Would they? I don't think the NFL would stop the game. They'd be like, "No, okay, no, we got to finish this." And they probably just put the blue, like tarp over him and shoot him like he was a horse that broke his leg at Santa Anita. (laughs) And then then they're like, "Oh, you didn't see that? No, we saw it. Just like his. We we heard the gunshot. No, that was a car backfiring." Why would a car be backfiring in the middle of the field? And they'd be like, release the John Gruden emails instantly. We got more. Yeah. Release the John Gruden emails instantly. John Gruden said the N-word. Why? Why? What does that have to do with anything? We're good. We're see good. Here. John Gruden said the N-word. You're standing in front of a dead body that you just shot with a <laughs> fucking shotgun. We're good. We're good. Jerry Jones has other children that you don't know about. Nothing to see here. All right, you're riding with Tua. This will make that game fun, though. Yeah. I'm going to find myself rooting for fucking Trubisky. And that's a Sunday night game. Yeah. The Monday night one's not much better. Bears at Patriots. Patriots are seven and a half point favorites. Mac Jones says he's healthy. Who knows who's going to start? Is uh, Bailey Zabba Zabba do going to start? Zabba Zabba, you're my only friend. Am I going first? Yeah, you're yeah. up. Seven okay. and a half. Seven and a half. So big. You're playing anybody but the Bears who couldn't score seven and a half points if they had three weeks to do it. I'm they, going with the Patriots. The Bears burned me last week. You picked and I'm not, And I'm not going to let them burn me again. I'm just not. I just can't do it. Like, you guys just can't score. Your, your offense is atrocious to watch. Patriots have... Scored seven points in game one and 17 in game two. After that, it's 26, 24, 29, 38. They can score points. The Bears cannot. They All can right. score some points. We're some both gonna, points. We're both going to take Bears, the Patriots. Then. Seven, 22, 12, 23, 10, 19. Patriots, give me Abba Zabba. You're my only friend. All right. Both on Patriots. Week seven picks. Give us a ring. We're not going to do calls today because the show went a little longer. 310-359-8365. We'll get to some calls on Monday, I promise, while we recap the games. 
Yeah, we uh, we didn't get a ton of calls this week. Uh, I, my apologies again for my hungover performance on Monday. I'm back. It's all right. It's I'm healthy. I'm it like happens. Tua. I'm like Tua. I didn't come back. I, I didn't come back. Can you imagine if I'd come hung over to this episode? You'd have been like, okay, this is a problem. The NFL would be like, he's fine. Monday, it turns out, wasn't even a hangover. It was a back injury. Yeah, 100%. So I had to bomb in the middle of the show. Yeah. Uh, guys, follow me on all social media. I, I'm going to make some big announcements right now, okay? First of all, I need you guys to follow me on all social media, specifically Instagram, at Joe Prano, TikTok, at Joe Prano. I'm going out to the comedy clubs tonight to try to get a very specific bit on tape. And then our boy, Utah Jazz employee, Nick D'Alessandro, will be waiting up to the wee hours of the morning in hopes of putting out a stand-up clip that I'm hoping to capture on video tonight, tomorrow, to coincide with the release of an album from an artist I hate. We won't give away too much. But an artist I hate is dropping an album, and I'm doing a diss track at the comedy clubs tonight. I'm trying to start some beef, trying to go battle of the bastards. Good luck. Good luck dealing with that artist fans. Yeah. Trying to go battle of the bastards against a famous artists, famously bitchy fans. So uh, please follow me at Joe Prano on Instagram, at Joe Prano on TikTok. And hopefully if we can capture this bit, uh, it'll be out tonight slash tomorrow morning. Uh, you can also follow me on all other social media at Joe Prano. You can follow me on Twitter at Fix Your Life. You can follow me around the country. If you go to JoePrano.com forward slash shows, I've got shows coming up in Southern California. I'll be in Ventura, uh, California tomorrow doing a show at Satakoy Golf Club. Uh, I've got shows coming up, of course, Plano, Texas, Thanksgiving weekend. If you're down there in the Dallas area and you want to go drink some Miller Lite and watch some football. And then more and more shows to come in Southern California, Vegas, Dallas, all kinds of places, North Carolina coming soon, uh, San Francisco. Go to my page, click a couple months over, and thank you for all your support. Drink Miller Lite and tell me about it. I have a new feed I want to push as well. It's at Roscoe one of one. I detail why he is the best dog who's a multi-poo, 11 years old, who goes on walks between 20 to 22 minutes daily he's number one in that age and has group. been maced by a postman yes and has been maced by a postman also who had decided to have sex with his bed in front of the electrician today which was fun so these are all just things that contribute to him the being- number the highest Shit per walk ratio for an 11 year old multi poo has been maced by a postman and fucked his bed in front of an electrician. I mean, if he doesn't have a gold jacket with four legs, four armholes in it, like what are we even doing? Not the image I'm getting of him with the gold jacket. It's so funny. So, uh, yeah, so follow that account. And uh, yeah, drink Miller Light, tweet at us about it, tweet at Joe about it, let us know sharing all the fun that you guys do with our uh, fun sponsors. All right. That's our show. Thanks for sticking around with us guys. Bless you. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always stay dirty.